I want to say a word around the power of praise and thanksgiving. The power of praise and thanksgiving. Do not think that maybe you stepping into praise or you glorifying God or saying, come on, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Do not think that that is not powerful because it is incredibly powerful. You can step into that. I will bless the Lord at all times. You can step into that during your week and it is incredibly powerful. You know, I just shared with, with Mel uh, this morning. Oh, sorry if I wasn't. <laughs> saying, I, shared, I shared my story, a little bit of my story with Mel this morning. The power of praise and worship. And when I was 17 years old, I had a, a cyst on the, on the side of my face and I'd already had two operations. And the third one, was upcoming because it, it had come back again, and it was and it was pretty serious. They had to peel back the side of my face to to remove this, and and there was possibility that I, um, that they could get the nerve, and so I was told that there's a possibility that I could get be lopsided on my face. So I didn't want that operation, right? 17-year-old, I did not want that, no matter how old you are. Anyway, um, so I, I received prayer, and the lady that prayed for me said to me, I want you to put on the band-aid of praise and worship, the power of praise and worship. And so I needed to step into that. I had to step into that. It was still there. She prayed for me, and it was like, oh, you know how sometimes you might have had that before? Ah, oh, it's still there, and whatever. Well, so I was instructed, put on the band-aid of praise and worship. Step into it by faith. Thank you, God, for my healing. Every day I had to step into that. Well, one week later, it was hard every day. One week later, completely gone. I've never had that operation. So I believe in the power of praise and worship. Not only that, not only my story, but what about the story of Paul and Silas? When they were in prison and they've been beaten in Acts 16, and they're in there and, you know, they have just been beaten, right? They're pretty uncomfortable. They're in, the prison probably wasn't very comfortable either. But they stepped into praise and worship, thanksgiving. They stepped into it. They can't have been easy, but they stepped into it. They didn't have a band. I don't think they did. <laughs> but they stepped into it. And go and read what happened. But something miraculous took place. And they were set free. They were to- an incredible story. Do you want that story for yourself? Step into praise and worship. Thanksgiving. Step into it every single day of our, of our week, of our life. <laughs> The power of life and death is in our tongue. Do we believe that? Power of life and death is in the tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. I've got a challenge. I'm challenging myself here. Come on, Jan. The power of life and death is in the tongue. I shouldn't have said that. Okay. okay. And then we can pick ourselves up again. But let's speak life. And so we're speaking life tonight. Amen? Yes. The promises of God are yes and Amen. Not a wink and a nod. Great, wonderful. Some of you uh, heard this this morning. I know that you need to hear it again. <laughs> um, great. But before we uh, move on any further, Sheridan, would you like to come and pray for our nation? Let we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And the nation. Great. Do you understand why we pray? I know you just were standing, but 
Yeah, and you pray with me, eh? Don't let me pray on my own. Yeah, Father, I thank you for our nation. I thank you that you're sovereign, Lord. You know what's going on. And we, uh, we stand on behalf of those people in our nation today who are really suffering. Father, there's, um, you know what's happened, earthquake. Uh, yeah, there were earthquakes, weren't there? But floods and this latest cyclone. Father, I ask that you would comfort those who are grieving. You would comfort the displaced. Father, you would comfort those who are really hurting and you'd bring great people around those who are hurting and who are displaced. Father, that we would see something of the way you made us come to the surface here. Something of the goodness of God would be expressed in our nation as we help people back onto their feet in Jesus' name. Father, if any opportunities come our way, let us be quick to say yes, I pray in Jesus' name. And Father, while we're praying for our nation, we also lift Turkey and Syria to you. The devastation that's there. Father, again, that your peace would be on them. They would know your peace, a peace that would surpass any natural understanding, but they would know something of the peace of God and the grace of God. Somehow, in all of this, Lord, I ask, because we know you're not the author of it, but I ask somehow when it would cause people to gaze in your direction and that you would be made famous and the outcome of it all would be God is a good, good God. Help us do our part in that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Wonderful. The power of prayer. I want to encourage us in the power of prayer. You know, I was talking, uh, to, uh, I don't know if many of you know, here know that uh, Kevin Toko passed away just a few days ago. Um, and I was talking with his dear wife uh, the other night, whenever that was. Anyway, uh, talking with her and, you know, sometimes we can go, oh, we can't, we can't fix this and I, you know, and, and I don't know what to pray and, you know, but we, we lift our voices we, and, and we lift our prayers to him and we pray and, you know, she said there's little things that are taking place for, for her, you know, that she knows that it is the power of prayer. So, you know, when you're feeling like that for somebody or for the nation, the nation's Lift up your prayers. They are powerful, incredibly powerful. God invites us to partner with him and pray. Wonderful. Who knows our values? Call out your, yep, can you yell? Molly just got them all. Way. <laughs> nice, nice work. Wow, top points there, I tell you. <laughs> Courageous, purpose, belonging, big-hearted and kingdom-focused. Mature Christian exemplified, this is the, that's what we think. Mature Christian exemplifies these values. And I want to um, briefly, I'm going to try and cut it a little bit shorter, um, to, to briefly talk around purposed. Okay, purposed. Yes, are you purposed to say yes and amen this evening? Yes, come on. Power of life and death is in the tongue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, oh, wonderful. I, I'm, I'm going to interrupt myself again. I just really feel Tyra, beautiful Tyra. Hey, and I know that um, you're healing from a little minor, what, yeah, I don't know, you're like, oh, what, she's saying this over the mic for, but, <laughs> but we missed, I missed your beautiful face up there today. Um, but I, I got a picture of you um, in worship at the feet, at the feet of Jesus, 
And it's a really beautiful picture. And I just felt Heavenly Father, his adoration upon his daughter, your worship to him is something beautiful. And not not just up here, but in your secret place, in your hiding place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, she wrote a song called Hiding Place. But yeah, anyway, there you go. There's a word for, own word of the Lord for you in your hiding place. He absolutely adores you and loves when you just come before him. Not just, but when you come before him, he adores you. He's besotted with you. And yeah, so, and yeah, please continue being you. You are beautiful to us and to him. Mm. Amen. Yes, give Tyra a hand. Who knows what the greatest commandment is? Jesus said, the greatest commandment is? Man, this is my church. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark 12, 29 to 31, Jesus said or replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind or imagination, and all your strength. With our all, with our whole life, with our 24-7, with everything we've got, with our all, with our all, with our all, with our all, with your, with your, when you get up in the morning, when you go to sleep at night, with your, with your whole day, with your, with your occupation, with your study, with, with, with everything. Love him with your all. And then Jesus said the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Whoa. So a mature follower of God, a mature Christian of God is called to love God and to love others as ourselves. But if we don't love ourselves that good, if we're not that great at loving ourselves, then how can we love others very well? We can love them, but we might not love them very well. (laughs) We're going to love them as ourselves. So I reckon that as we love him with our all, he said that first, love him with our all, the more and more and more that we love him, that we pursue him, that we seek him, that we, 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 we just go after him with our all, the more and more you are going to grow stronger and stronger in your identity in him. And then you can love others as yourself out of that strong identity because you have loved him with, with our, your all or our all. He's called us to love him with our all and to love others as ourselves. So I want to encourage us this evening to be purposed. Purposed with the greatest commandment. Love God with our all, with everything. Everything. Love God with our all. Maybe it means that we need to, like Maria said before, we need to trust him. Trust him a little a lot. Trust him. He's trustworthy. He is trustworthy. I know I've had times where I have shaken in that area, but I know that he's trustworthy. 
He is the lover of your soul. Love him with your all. Love him with your all. Grow in your identity in him and then love others as yourself. A little thought I want to share with you that as I was preparing, uh, this came to me and I'm I'm going to pass it on to you because I'm very nice like that. I'm sharing. And so I'm going to share this thought with you. And you're welcome. Jonah. Does anyone know Jonah in the Bible? This is Jonah, the book of Jonah. Yeah, right. Okay, there's other Jonahs that we may know. (laughs) Beautiful Jonah. But um, Jonah in the Bible, there is a book in the Bible. And Jonah, um, he is instructed by God. God, You know, it speaks to him. God speaks to you, by the way. God speaks to him and he says, I want you to go and share this word with the people in Nineveh, the Ninevites. And then Jonah's like, I don't really like them. I don't like those people. And I don't even want to say that to them. And so he goes the other, the opposite way. And so instead of going to Nineveh, he hops on this big boat, a ship, and he jumps on there and it's going off to another place, um, but not Nineveh. Anyway, he's on there and a storm rises up. There's, the wind's blowing and, and it's getting pretty ugly and everybody is freaking out because they're going to die. And then Jonah's like, oh no, I know it is because of me. It's because I'm on this boat and yes, you are all going to die unless you throw me off. You need to throw me overboard or we can all die together. So they choose throwing him overboard. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can read the rest of the story for yourself. But um, here's the thought that came to me. Was Jonah, or I think Jonah, was holding captive all of those people on the ship. He was holding them captive out of his disobedience to God, out of him maybe not loving God with us all, maybe not, surrendering his all, maybe running away, basically, (laughs) holding them captive. Also, all those people, I don't know how many people were in Nineveh, um, Pastor Simon might know, but um, I don't, (laughs) but all of the people in this land called Nineveh, Jonah was holding them captive too. Do you think that's right? I don't know, Pastor Simon might not agree with that, but anyway... (laughs) I'm throwing, I'm throwing that, and what about Pastor Michael? I don't know. Maybe you'll talk about it tomorrow night in, in um, education. Yeah, okay, be there. See you at 7 o'clock, radio, <laughs> the front building there. Okay, yeah. Anyway, I'm throwing that thought out to you. Uh, am I holding, that's just made me think, am I holding anyone captive? Because I'm maybe not sharing a word with someone, or I'm maybe not praying with somebody or, I don't know, offering a helping hand to somebody or what's God saying to me? That he, what is he asking me today or t- tomorrow? Or, what did he ask me last week? Or, and am I, am I loving him with my all? Am I giving my whole life to him? Am I holding anyone captive? Because they may be like in that ship going, ah, I'm going to die unless you, whatever, uh, you know, or no, it's more like the Ninevites, isn't it? Yeah, and he, was, he had the power to save them by doing what God had asked, simply by doing what God had asked. It wasn't like that bad. He just didn't like them. <laughs> but simply by doing 
what God had asked? Are we holding anyone captive? Are we following in God's purposes for us? Am I purposed to love him with my all and to love others as myself? Purposed to love him with my all. He has purposed me and you to love him with our all. He's purposed us. You know, if you picture back in the, big, the very beginning, the garden, the Garden of Eden, what we know as the Garden of Eden, it, it was something beautiful. And, you know, we see there, we read there that it, the, the way we were created was to have a wonderful, intimate relationship with God, to have a wonderful picnic in the park with him. You know, maybe sit there for a few hours and in between getting up and, you know, throwing the frisbee or whatever. And, and you know, just spending time with him or maybe walking in the evening with him after, I don't know, catching some trout from the river or I don't know <laughs> but spending time with him that's the way he intended it he him sharing with us us sharing with him this is what he wants this is what he wanted to restore that intimate relationship when he sent his son Jesus that's what we are created for to be purposed in our relationship with him not to go run hide in the trees or or go run and hide in our work or our education or wherever it is that maybe we're hiding from him, but to be purposed in our relationship with him, to love him with our all, to to offer him our all, to seek him with our all. Amen. I like that. Has anyone else got a yes or an amen? God would ask us today, how are we? How are we? How are you and I? Maybe you might like to picture yourself or go into your week this week and talk with him. How are we? How are you and I? He loves you. He loves intimate relationship with you. He knows you. He knows exactly what's going on for you and he wants to share with you. He wants to share from his word with you that, you know, the word does not return void. Those scriptures that have been read Already, there is incredibly, incredibly, incredible power in the Word of God. So enjoy time with Him, intimacy with Him in His Word. Allow Him to speak to you. Allow Him to love on you as you love Him with your all. Hebrews 11.6, it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists, that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Are we seeking him without all? Like Sheridan sought me with his all, even though he'd, he'd tell some people that I'd sought him, but it's total lies. <laughs> He sought me with flowers every day for a couple of weeks, but I haven't had any for a long time. (laughs) But it is something beautiful, isn't it? To be sought, to be sought after. God seeks after you and he loves it when you seek after him. Jesus said, seek in Matthew 6, seek the kingdom of God above all else 
and live righteously and He will give you everything you need. And Jeremiah prophesies in chapter 29, verse 13, you will seek me and you will find me. You will find me when you seek me, when you search for me with all your heart. All your heart. Second Chronicles 7, 14 to 16. This is another one I've been pondering and maybe along with that Jonah thing. Um, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. My eyes will be open, my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. Though I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy, he's chosen you. A place where my name will be honoured forever. I will always watch over it for you. It is dear to my heart. You are dear to his heart. Will we seek his face? Are we purposed to seek God? Are we purposed to love him with our all? Are we purposed that to, be, to love him and then grow strong in our identity and then love others as ourselves? Wonderful. Seek him. Seek him. Get into his word. Grow in knowing his voice.